there was one night we um a few of my friends not not football lads but we went into Windsor from they come to watch the game and we went down to town and blah 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 and I walked over the road and there was a load of Windsor fans in one of the pubs and I could see him I'm still in my Windsor tracksuit obviously and uh yeah they started singing oh he's just a ginger Zidane I'm just bowing my head trying to duck out of it so the boys give me a lot of stick for it but no nah, mate the, the the fans are great I never had a bad memory of Windsor um they made it very special for me Welcome to the latest episode of Wearing the Red and Green. In this week's show, I speak to former midfielder Paul Coyne. Dubbed the Ginger Zidane by the Windsor Faithful, we discuss his time at Stagmeadow, that goal against Slough, why he felt Keith and Jim were the management team that got the best out of him, and of course, Drainpipe Gate at Truro. I hope you enjoy the episode. Queenie, it's fantastic to have you on the show, mate. How are things? Not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Yeah, doing well, mate. Yeah. Good, good, good. Now, listen, first question I've got to throw at you, which is what I throw at absolutely everyone. Are you still pulling on the boots? I was, bud. But, um, yeah, unfortunately, I've got a little niggle in my heel. So I was doing sort of like a five-a-side, six-a-side thing on a Monday night after I left Windsor the last time just to keep fit. And, um, yeah, unfortunately, I've got a little niggle and... uh, yeah, I haven't done a lot for about a year now, uh, which is frustrating. Um, but yeah, miss, miss the little Monday nights and a little couple of beers after. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, so that's about all I've been doing, mate. Yeah, not not much at all, really. Ben Porter's still playing. Well, there's a surprise. He, he's still playing. Or as someone said, though, he's just making up the days now for all the time he missed through injury. <laughs> didn't mind a little hamstring or a quad that little fella <laughs> now listen i want to start by looking back at your time pre-windsor actually obviously everyone knows you from your time at windsor but um i thought it'd be good to share for you to share a bit about your journey pre-windsor because i didn't realize that you were at watford with chens yeah um watford with chens i think it was more trials um with chens i might be wrong um so what I remember of sort of Chens at Watford was, um, yeah, so it was sort of, sort of like six-week trial just to see how how you got on. And we played a few games. Um, I think like played Man City and a couple of other big sort of boys. Um, and then after after that, I didn't see Chens until Windsor. Um, I didn't even hear of Chens until Windsor, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, I think that was – my Watford side was – yeah, had the trial. They uh, sort of liked what they saw, and I stayed there till I was about nineteen twenty. Um, yeah, done done well. Uh, unfortunately, I think outside of football got involved, and I didn't have the discipline to to keep going. To be honest, had a bit of a bit of an injury on my knee, uh, uh, sort of an operation, uh, this, that, and the other. And yeah, then sort of I think uh, women nightclubs and all the rest of it got involved and. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was that was uh, the main factor, to be honest. And did did you after getting released from Watford? Is that that when you came to Windsor? No, so they sent me on a trial to. I think it was Aldershot. 
Right. Uh, they put me on the trot. I think now the link with Aldershot um, went over there and suspect, like, I was expecting, sorry, to play centre midfield and do whatever and see how I got on. And they stuck me on the right wing. Um, and yeah, it didn't go down too well. And I just did not enjoy it at all. Um, and yeah, that that was sort of the pro career, sort of coming out of the pro career, to be honest. So how did Windsor come about? So Windsor, I'd have to put it down to Michael Eugene. So Eugene Spellman was the manager of the reserves with Gary Wilcoft. Yep. Um, and he just made a call. He, he just buzzed me. I think he heard I wasn't playing. Um, I wasn't in the best of frame of mind back then after coming out, of, you know, ne- nearly pro football. Um, and yeah, he made a call. Um, I went down there and yeah, got me involved. And I think I had three or four games, maybe five games of the resis. And um, I think it was Dave Carroll then was the manager and he called me up to the first team. So, Yeah, and I was going to ask you about like that season because Windsor obviously got relegated that year. But yeah, was did, that a yeah. good learning experience for you? I guess like coming up at step three, I think it would have been. You know, Windsor had a lot of experienced players that year. Was that kind of a good, I guess, even though despite the results on the pitch, like I remember as a supporter year, one of the shining lights that year. Like, was that a good kind of learning experience coming into that environment and, I guess, playing men's football with quite a lot of experienced players? Yeah, so with Watford, I was playing. I was still playing men's football. I was training with the first team and things. So the, the men's, the physicality of it didn't bother me. Um, the, how could I put it? The, they, they had a quality side back then. I could see it anyway. Just, you know, I just rolled in and, you know, you had the Holesgroves, you, you had um, Mr. Tilbs was there and Spenny yeah. and Mr. Lewinson, all them sort of boys. Yeah. So they had they had quality, you know, to outnumber any kind of squad, but it just didn't click. I, don't, I didn't know, really know what it was, but it was quite daunting for me. Um, I think I was maybe 20, 21. I'm not too sure. Um, and, you know, you're walking in a dressing room with your Jamie Jarvis's of this life. Um, which you know, if you don't stand up for yourself, you you kind of you could get buried very quickly. Did you learn a lot from Dave Carroll? Give it just like midfielder, midfielder. I did, if I'm honest, I was too, I think I was too young to know about Dave Carroll. Um, but in time, I heard and I watched a few, you know, clips on this, that, and the other, and he was a fantastic footballer. Um, but I think because I was young and maybe. He might have been thinking that he wasn't going to stay too long. I, I, I didn't learn too much of Dave Carroll, if I'm honest. But he was a fantastic guy. Lovely, lovely, lovely bloke. Um, good crack. And, um, yeah, I, I, I just think the team they had then is such a shame because the quality they had was just unreal. Absolutely yeah, unreal. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, totally. But, I mean, it was a strong league, though, as well. Like, I mean, AFC Wimbledon's were in that league at that time. Yeah. It was a strong It was a strong strong opposition it was a strong league it was a strong league but you like to think to yourself you're in that league you should have a a shot at doing something yeah. or other you know yeah and to be really good i've never you know i came out of not really proper leagues like going into men's football with windsor I, I i didn't really know about the relegation and um the feelings that you had and you know the battle you had to do and all the rest of it but um yeah it was a strong league but we we should have we should have not got relegated at least we should have done a hell of a lot better yeah, totally. Now, Simon Lane was appointed manager after that. And you, I remember you stayed, Will stayed. 
there was a few of you that stayed Tilbs. But I guess the dynamic of that squad changed in terms of a lot of younger players coming through, people like Chens and stuff. Like, what was that period like and how different was that to what it was in that first season? Um, well, it was kind of a, a complete new team. Um, yeah, your Chens and all, all the boys come in. I didn't really get along with Simon, unfortunately. Uh, I think everyone knew that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't agree with his ways or, or, or how he coached or just his managerial status, really. I didn't, I just didn't, I wasn't having it, to be honest. Um, probably a, I shouldn't have done, I shouldn't have thought what I thought. But, mm. you know, sometimes it's hard when you're trying to play on a Saturday and you're hearing this from the sideline and it's quite difficult to um, change your mindset, I think. But yeah, it was a big difference compared to the old school Windsor. Like I said, like, you, you know, your Jarvos, your, your Spennies and all that sort of business is completely different, completely different. Now, one game I remember when you moved on to Marlow was that 5-3. That 5-3 yeah. win when we were free. We were free nil up. He came back and destroyed us 5-3. <laughs> I think I, was, I started sub that day. Did you? I think I started sub. and I, I Hence being 3-0 sure. down. Hence being 3-0 we down. down yeah. And I, I, I came on second half or maybe after half an hour. And, um, yeah, we ended up winning 5-3 and... Uh, yeah, it was kind of perfect for me because Simon was manager. <laughs> yeah, I think he left not long after as well. Oh, right. <laughs> now, you return, though, under Keith under Keith and Jim. Like, What tempted you to come back? So Jim Jim was, um, was he assistant? He was either assistant or oh, manager. Yeah, he was at Marlowe, Marlo, wasn't he? He was at Marlowe. That's right, yeah. So Christy Cahill got me to Marlowe. Um, so when I went to Milo, Jim was there. And I, I think he was assistant. He might be manager. I might be wrong. But um, yeah, once he went to Windsor, he then get, made, gave me a phone call. And I always said to all the lads at Windsor, if Simon had left or, or wasn't there, I'd never have left in my life. You know, I loved Windsor. Yeah. Um, so as soon as the opportunity came with Jim going over there, um, yeah, jumped at it. Jumped at it, definitely. What were, those, what were those guys like to play under, Keith and Jim? Really good. Um, two very, very honest, honest guys. Um, enjoy, <laughs> yeah, really enjoyed their company. Um, they might find it hard to manage me. I'm not too sure. They might tell you different. <laughs> but um, no, lovely, lovely guys. Keith, Keith and Jim, I reckon, got the best out of me in non-league football, for sure. Uh, that's Yeah, that's good. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. I mean, that season, that Truro season... <laughs> I mean, that was an unbelievable season. I mean, we obviously just missed out on a title, but that mm. squad that year was a quality, quality side that they built up. We did, yeah, we did have a quality squad. And such, um, we were friends, you know. We were. It's, it's. I know it sounds really weird. We we're kind of brothers. Uh, we'd do anything for each other. Um, the, the the fun we had was just unreal. Um, yeah, a few, um, just such a such a great bunch of guys. And I've heard a few of your podcasts previously and i know everyone's saying the same thing but it's the truth they were just such lovely blokes um and we just had a right crack together we we're just a bunch of mates playing football and it just gelled it just gelled i was going to ask you like what made that what made that squad so special i think i think we were all in it together i think we respected each other as footballers um and i also think we all wanted to win and we were we were 
we were just together. Uh, there was no, you know, uh, again, you probably heard it before, Thursday night, lads are in the pub, that's it, <laughs> you know? It's all yeah. that kind of stuff. And, you know, after a Saturday, no, no one went home. You know, you're, you're there. You want to be there. You're actually trying to make excuses not to go home. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. All that kind of business. And I, I didn't have a, a girlfriend or a wife at that time, but hate to say, but a few of the lads who did might have made a few excuses not to go home. They're so, you know, <laughs> chucking a little, I don't know, oh, there's traffic on the M25 and all the rest of it. But they're, st- they're outside having a little whisper on the uh, football pitch, you know. <laughs> but it was, it, was just, it was just the best bunch of lads I think I've ever played with, for sure. Ah, that's great to hear. Now, listen, one game everyone still talks about today was that 6-2 win against Slough and your your wonder goal. What do you remember about that game? And was that your best game in a Windsor shirt? Because you were unbelievable that night. No, oh, I appreciate it, mate. Um, yeah, I do remember that game. I, um, I don't, I, I, funny enough, I don't remember the, the goal as such. Um Many have said it's the home, best right? goal. Many, many have said it's the best goal. I know. Worst thing, I didn't even win goal of the season that year. Well, <laughs> Mickey Chen's got it that year. I don't know what he, I don't know what he was giving um, Mr. Scott, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I think just everything clicked. I felt, I felt, um, I felt very good that night. I, I remember it being Slough Town. I remember all the hype about it. Not that I knew much about Slough Town at yeah. that time. Um, but I just remember walking out on that Tuesday night and there was a good crowd there and there was a buzz about the place and you could see it in the lads in the change room. The eyeballs were going. We were ready for it, do you know? Now, listen, one game I've got to ask you about that year. True Railway. <laughs> the drain pipe. I was about to say, you're not asking about the game, are you? you I'm not about asking about the game, not at all. You <laughs> need to know, were you one of the guilty people? Or is it still, are you going to be another one that just takes the Fifth Amendment and stays quiet? Yeah, so, yeah, I'll have to hold my hands up. I think the drain pipe nearly come home with me, to be honest. Um, Yeah, a few of the lads on the way up were giving it sort of large and saying oh yeah they're going to pop out that night and this that and the other we knew the weather was bad and we were sort of half thinking this ain't going to happen and blah 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 but um yeah so it hit the time of uh trying to sneak out and we're climbing out windows and going down drain pipes landing on flat roofs and then landing on bread bins and all sorts of business going on but um yeah i was kind of thankful the game got called off that <laughs> that weekend for sure well, the good thing is, just it's amazing you managed to avoid Keith in reception. I know, like obviously a vague memory after a few WKDs on a student night out in um, in Newquay. Uh, but I do remember getting on the flat roof, and I was so close to the windowsill, and all of a sudden I just heard a crack, and the whole downpipe just went, and I went with it. Um, so then, yeah, it was. Uh, second fiddle then I didn't know really know what to do I had to climb back down then climb back up and try and get through the window again and oh don't it was good fun good fun <laughs> well the worst thing was that I didn't bring any clobber down uh. so when we did when me and an associate decided to head out I had to borrow Bruce Wilson's clobber which 
I'm not being fake. <laughs> Absolutely die. Like, I'm not the best of looking blokes in the best of times. So sticking on a pair of Lionel Blairs <laughs> and some random horrible shirt wasn't the best thing in the world. But um, yeah, we had a good night and thank God the uh, the game got called off. But what a what a, what a trip that was. Um, just for bonding as well. Just uh, the bonding of the team. I think I heard Coop say, say to you before, like all the crack we had before and on the way, even on the way back, um, you could just see what a, uh, you know, what squad we had, yeah. uh, togetherness we had, you know? Yeah, everyone said that just, that that weekend in particular was just brilliant for bringing that squad together. Yeah, phenomenal. And th- like a couple of the lads have said, I think we would have beat them that, that weekend. I really yeah. did. I mean, we they were, had about we, three or four players out. Yeah, I, th- I think that was a whole crack. I think they flooded the pitch or done something or other. But um, I think we we really would have beaten them. Like you know, we at the end of the day, we wouldn't have won the season that year anyway. But um, just that trip alone was just yeah, fantastic, brilliant. Now, the end of that season, um, you did move on again. What was your what was your reasons there? Was that fresh challenge? Um, I'm not too sure. It's a weird one, really. I, I, I sort of regret moving on, to be honest. Um, I was going to ask I, you that if you did. I de- yeah, I did regret moving on. I de- even thinking back now, I don't know why I did it. Um, I had a couple of offers. From various clubs, um, I like Maidenhead, people like that, and talks with. I think it was Drax was the ma- or Drax or Drex was the manager back yeah. then. Um, so yeah, various talks with different managers. Uh, but yeah, so Jarvo, uh, Jamie Jarvis took the job over at Burnham. Um, so talking to me a lot, near enough every day. Um, they were signing a couple of, you know, really decent local lads. Um, he done very well with Beaconsfield. Yep. And yeah, so I decided to go go to Burnham for a year. And if I'm honest, no disrespect to, to, to Peter Scott and, and, and Jamie, but um, yeah, I think I made the wrong move that, that time. Remember when, when I spoke with Keith on the podcast of him, he, he was very honest and said that that was one of his regrets, was losing you that year. I did hear that. I did hear that. Um well, I think I heard that it, one of his regrets was um, that I didn't move on, you know, bigger or further. Yeah. Yeah, which I think that's one of my regrets. And I have to give it to Scott. He did try his hardest with me, but, um, yeah, maybe young and ill-disciplined didn't help me out at that time. Yeah. And then the thing is, right, it's all it's all well and it's all it's all easy in hindsight, isn't it? It is massively. And... and you just think back now, you know yourself when you when you get a little bit older, you think, "What were you doing?" You, you know what I mean. You make such wrong choices in life. Um, but yeah, but what can I say? I, 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 whatever happened, I, I wouldn't regret anything because I had just such fun playing football, and I, I do miss. I, I don't miss the football. I just miss the crack with the lads. To be honest, yeah, I was going to say, like, do you miss it? Yeah, well, it's more, it's more the banter and everything. Yeah. I miss the odd game now and again, but this Tuesday night in Truro and all that business, no, I do not miss. <laughs> <laughs> when you look back at your time at Windsor, 
like we spoke about the camaraderie with the players, but what made that club special? I think the fans. Um, I think the fans and just it just felt such a tight-knit space. You walked in there and you were just welcome. And hence why I went back, like, when Coops was there um, and Mickey Wooden was there. Yeah. I just, the, the club just, it just means a lot to you for some, I don't know what it is, but it just really means a lot to you. Um, and just, just such good times and stuff. And, you know, even back in, back in the first sort of era, you know, your, your Angie's, the physio, just, just yeah. such a lovely lady and just people make you welcome and you're in the bar afterwards. And it, it just, just very close knit family, Windsor and Eaton Football Club. And what did you, uh, what did you think about your gingers a dancer? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of stuck for some reason. <laughs> no, I enjoyed it at the time. I think I walked there. There was one night we, um, a few of my friends, not not football lads, but we went into Windsor from. They come to watch the game and we went down to town and blah, blah, blah. And I walked over the road and there was a load of Windsor fans in one of the pubs. And I could see him. I'm still in my Windsor tracksuit, obviously. And, uh, yeah, they started singing, oh, he's just the ginger Zidane. I'm just bowing my head, trying to duck out of it. So the boys give me a lot of stick for it. But, no, nah, mate, the, the, the fans are great. Um, like I said, I, 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 I never had a bad memory of Windsor. Um, they made it very special for me. Uh, all the little songs. So, um, no, they made it very special for me and I'll, I'll never forget my time at Windsor. You mentioned um, Maidenhead earlier. Did you did you ever get many other offers to play higher level? Um, trying to think back now. I don't think major offers. I don't think major offers. Um, there was talks. I think we had a pre-season friendly against Wickham. Yep. Um, and I think I've done, I played quite well. I can't remember what year it was or whenever. And I think Scotty said to me, look, just, you know, get your nut down and something might come about it. And then we had, uh, typical me, we had Truro in the first game of the game of the season at home. And I think I got sent off after about 25 minutes. <laughs> I think that was the last time Wickham was interested in me. But um, to be honest, my, I, I don't think my heart was ever in, in the football sort of thing it was more i just love being around the lads yeah yeah, yeah now post windsor and eton as you mentioned earlier you came back at windsor <clears> fc <throat> under mickey and coops what was your what was your football journey in between after leaving windsor when you went to burnham between like burnham and then coming back to windsor yeah so i went to burnham for a season um probably one of my worst seasons i just didn't didn't play well there for a season. I, I, I don't really know why. Uh, I think I had a bit more freedom at Windsor. Difficult pitch as well, if I remember, Burnham. Yeah, difficult pitch. Uh, and it was a difficult league we were in as well. So most of the pitches were horrible. But, um, yeah, what can I say? It's I, d I just didn't have a good season there. I, I loved all the lads, knew all the lads. Um, loved Jamie Jarvis and, and, and Scotty. Scotty was a fantastic coach. But yeah. it just didn't click for me that year. Um, and then Slough Town came in for me. Oh, yeah, of course. So I ended up going to Slough. Um, and I was there for a good four, four to six seasons. I can't really remember. 
And then after Slough, I had a fantastic time at Slough. Very, I was going to say, they loved you at Slough, didn't they, I think? Um, well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm not too sure. Yeah, I've done well at Slough. Um, and then, like I said, a fantastic, season, a fantastic time at Slough. Similar to Windsor, we had such a great group of lads. Yeah. And again, love the club. Um, and, and yeah, the crack was ju- just as nearly as good as the Windsor boys. Um, but yeah, very a lot of fun had and good times. And then I ended up going traveling for for four years. Oh, yeah, you went down under, didn't you? Yeah, so well, I traveled around Southeast Asia for a year and then lived in Australia for three to three and a half years. So, yeah, it was good, it was good. Right, I'm going to ask you some quick-fire questions, which I, I always throw at people. Um, I always say they're quick-fire, but it doesn't necessarily mean they'll be easy. So, best play you played with at Windsor, and why? At Windsor? God, there's a couple. I'd have to say two springs of mind. Um, Spenny Walsh. Yeah. Fantastic player, fit like gifted. Class made it look easy, but I would have to say Matty Seeds. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Matty Seed, or he kind of when I was playing with him, he gave me the freedom to do what I wanted to be honest. Um, which was you know, run right and do do whatever I could, but and he'd just sit there, clean up the mess, and then pass it again. So I'd have to say, yeah, Matt, Matty Seed, all for me. He, he, um, he was my um. Little right man over back in the day. Do you know what? I uh, that's actually our answering a second question because I was going to ask like who's the best midfield player you played alongside. Oh right, okay. Um so it probably would be seeds, right? It pro- yeah, it probably would be seeds. Or it, it would be seeds, but a very close second would probably be young Jake Parsons was very handy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Very handy on the right. Um and again, top lad, good footballer. Uh, um, yeah, so between the pair of them would be the best midfielders we played. I played with. And I guess as well, like from your position with Jake, I mean, I just remember it was kind of like telepathic in terms of you'd get the ball and, you know, Jake could do his run. You knew exactly where Jake would be, you know, just with it with your four passes and stuff for him to, to get beyond the left back. Yeah, I think it was... Again, yeah, he. I sort of knew where he'd be, but he'd know what my game was about as well. Yeah, yeah. So as soon as I sort of got the ball on the turn, like like the forward players we played with, you know, Chens and all the rest of them, they sort of knew that I could. I wasn't too bad at picking out a pass. So as soon as I got the ball, if that, if there was a bit of space in front of them, I'd try and hit the space, and I'd know that they're capable of getting onto it, um, which worked well, which worked really well. Outside of Windsor, who was the best? Uh... Midfielder you played alongside? Cool. Um, outside of Windsor, in non league? Yeah, so when you look at your Slough days or Burnham days or Marlowe or. Um, I'll tell you what, non league, probably a lad, I don't know whether you know him, Adrian Sear. Oh, yeah, that, that would have been Burnham, right? That, but that Burnham? was Burnham, and he, I think he went on to St. Neots. Um, 
mate, what a lad. Um, the nicest guy you could ever meet. Tough as old boots. I played against him so many times. I remember playing, I think I was at Slough and we played Beaconsfield. And Jamie Jamie Jarvis was manager at Beaconsfield then. And I've absolutely annihilated Searsy because I just knew that if I didn't, he's going to kill me throughout, throughout <laughs> the game. And I remember looking over at Jarvis and I thought, Jesus Christ, this fella's going to flip and hang me up on my shoelaces. But um, he's, you know, he got up, shook my hand, fair place to call me, blah, 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 blah. And then I played with him and, mate, what a workhorse. Um, he's the best engine I've seen in non-league football in centre midfield. Unbelievable guy. Uh, Favourite goal? Favourite goal? I suppose I'll have to go back to the Slough one, I guess. Yeah. I still can't remember it too much, but my dad, my dad's kept loads of clippings of, you know, 40 goal coin wonder boy and all this sort of stuff. But <laughs> that's nice to look back on. But um, I do remember getting it on like a half a turn and hitting it, but I don't remember it going in. I just remember running over. I think Tilbs growled out on me and, yeah, it was it was a special time, special special time. Best manager you played under in your career? I'd have to say Keith. Yeah, I'd have to say Keith. I think he got the best out of me. Um, between him and Jim, settled me down. I was a bit of a wild cannon, um, and yeah, definitely. Like, I think the best the best football I played in non-league was was under Keith and Jim for sure alright um, final question you enjoyed the odd red card what, <laughs> what, what was your best sending off best sending off is there a best sending off I don't know of course there is, um, there is. Well, I can't remember I think the most like I said before the, the, the first game of the season against Truro like oh no sorry I think not best sending off, but if I could change it to the most frustrating sending off, yeah, was I think that year of the six two against Slough, we played them away and we lost three two. Yes, and I remember going in on the challenge with Luke Evans on the sideline. That's right. That, oh, yeah. yeah, and I think it went. It went. Uh, he I loved the yellows red, under he my loved belt. Card as well. Yeah, and I had a few yellows under my belt that night, um, and. We've gone in. We've both gone in on the sideline. I remember it, and I didn't touch him. He's a big lad, um, but I thought, you know, big lad going in. I'm going to have to go in a little bit harder. And he's <laughs> running around like a little girl. And anyway, got me sent off, and I just felt hard done by that night. Really hard done by that night. And I think it got me a five game suspension after that. And we There's went a number to, of bookings and everything else. That's right, yeah. And yeah, I think Keith yeah. and Jim went to the FA about it and said, look, we got video footage and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, um, at the end of the day, yeah, I, I got the five five game suspension and we lost 3 2. And I felt, um, yeah, I felt very hard done by that, that, by that red card for sure. Um, that's one sticks in my mind anyway. But you know what? Like, we did accumulate a few red cards, but we <laughs> yeah. were just tough, weren't we? You know, like, you know, with yourself, seeds. I mean, then everyone, everyone's favourite, right? Tilbs. I mean, <laughs> we did rack it's up still. a few cards, didn't we? We did. I don't think the chairman would have been too fond of us. Um, <laughs> yeah, we racked up a few red cards, but I think it showed how much we t- we love to win. Yeah, totally. Know? Yeah, totally. But, yeah, like Tilbs and seeds was more, uh, you know, 
big challenges. Yeah. Tilts is a little bit off the ball, but <laughs> I think everyone knows about Tilts. <laughs> but um, again, till you know, it was back in the day of football where you might be one nil down and you need a Tilts. You need a Tilts to give someone a little right elbow or a slap and yeah. get the boys around you and say, come on, boys, like, you know, get together. What's going on? Um, and then you have your seeds who was just hard as nails. Like, you couldn't run through him. And unfortunately, sometimes he'd get sent off just because he's a tough old fella. Yeah. Um, and I think that was half of a lot. Of, some of my sentences were just stupid. You know, I'd lose my head and, you know, I was young back then and you start mouthing off to the ref and all that sort of rubbish and you can't get out of it. But I just wanted to win. Yeah. I honestly just wanted to win. And that was my frustration, I think. I, I remember not sending off, but I remember playing a game where me and Fakes um, had a bit of an altercation at half-time. I think we were winning at half-time, and this is how much it meant to us. So we've gone in, and I think it was over a corner. So I've taken a couple of corners, and he hasn't headed it. So I'm, I'm giving him stick on the pitch, saying, come on, mate, you're you know, nine foot six. Get up and nod it in. And then there's one that I hit, a bad corner, and he's given me sticks. So anyway, it's stuck in my head. And back then, I couldn't let things go. So in the change room, both of us grabbing each other around the neck and all that sort of business. So I remember Seeds grabbing hold of me and trying to hook me up on one of the hangers. Um, but that's how much it meant to us. And I think that's that's what you need in a team. You definitely need that in a team. And at the end of the game, everything's fine. We're having a shower together and we're buying each other a point. But once we're on that pitch... I know it seems a bit mad, but, you know, you die for each other. You really would. As you say, right, going back to that question I asked earlier about what made that team so special, I mean, that just encompasses it, what you said there. You know, it was yeah. that winning, as well as the camaraderie, et cetera, et cetera, is that winning mentality. It's the winning mentality, mate. Like, we we would rip each other apart, apart on the pitch. If you weren't doing your job, you're going to have it, and that's it. But after the game, you know, enough said, you have a beer, and that's finished. But you know, if you're not pulling your weight, the boys will be on top of you. Yeah, yeah. And you should, ex and you should expect it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was a great bunch of lads. Like I said, great, great bunch of lads. The banter was just surreal. The nights out were just savage. Um, the football was so enjoyable. Um, and it's just a shame. I, I really feel we should have done, with that squad of players, we should have done better, um, i.e. even in the FA Cup runs, things like that. I really think we should have. That's one of my regrets. I never got sort of promoted or anything like that. We always got to the semis or something, you know, similar sort yeah, of variations. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think we should have done a hell of a lot more with the quality we had, definitely. How far, if that squad hadn't broken, because obviously it did break, you, you left, but then even a year later it all went pear-shaped and that team broke up. But if that team had stayed together, how far do you think that squad could have gone? Um, to be honest, with the quality we had, you could have been up there with the Maidenheads and things like that. Yeah. I think we should have been. Um, I think we've done, we beat Maidenheads away on a Tuesday. For, was that the semi-final with the Burks and Bucks? Yeah. So we beat them away there and it didn't feel hard work. It was a, it was a tough it was a, sorry that's wrong sort of words it was a tough night because you know 
cup games are always tough and all the rest of it. But felt like it was sort of like a Tuesday night in our own league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I just think that the players that we had, we we should have done so much better. We should have done so much better. Because you're all at the peak of your careers. Like, yeah, yeah we're all, and, we're, and everyone was playing well. You couldn't name a, a player in that team that was struggling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were all flying. Um, you walked out on that pitch and personally, I just thought, right, we're going to win today. Yeah, That's yeah, it. Yeah. There's no, there's, there's nothing else. We're going to win. And we had the experience, uh, we had the, the use and we had the quality. So, yeah, it's just a shame we didn't do a hell of a lot more, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. Boynie, thank you so much, mate. Really enjoyed tonight. Mate, lovely. Lovely to catch up with you and talk about old times. Absolutely. And to everyone who's listened and downloaded, thank you. And uh, I'll be back in a few weeks with uh, with the next guest.